let me address the elephant in the room first and foremost yeah it's been uh it's been two months and uh, i'm sorry uh, let me let me go ahead and apologize for that um here's the thing so the theme of this episode is uh recovery and um the whole point is for me to kind of talk you through last year up to this point <clears throat> um the funny thing about that is at the time that i recorded the um well i, I cut the trailer and i was getting ready to release that podcast um things were starting to change in my life this year um and so <laughs> i've gone through so many different metamorphoses of how my life currently is um that i guess i should be used to it by now but it was one of those things where it was important for me to go through the process that i was going through at the time um and ever since then there have been so many different projects and so many different avenues and so many different things um that have taken my life into a new level that it was almost necessary for me to delay uh my conversation about moving from that point to now all right um by the way some of you are going to be listening on uh spotify so you can ignore this little this little tidbit right here these are gray hairs all right if you're watching this on youtube no i don't have cotton in my face unfortunately or fortunately however you want to put it um age is taking a hold so all these little spectacles you see are gray anyway <laughs> they're like you always point out your gray hair anyway i just you know i'm looking i'm watching myself <laughs> so it was important for me to uh take time and uh go through what i was going through before i had this conversation about the evolution because I think the lesson that I learned in that is no matter how far forward you believe that you are, you're always growing. You're always making yourself a better version of where you were before now. And I'm not going to say that it was egotistical of me to believe that I was in, you know, like this perfect spot and everything's good and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. But mentally, I had, I had comprehended it as that journey is complete. The journey of me getting through the trials of, of last year and the things that I felt was complete and it was not. There was definitely another piece of that journey as of yet that I needed to uh, go through. And I realize now that that's going to be the case pretty much for the rest of my life. Um, not that I'll be stuck in the things that I was in before, but that you'll always have another part of your journey that you have to go through. And you can never rest in your laurels that you're just good, you're healed, you're set, you don't have to worry about anything else, right? That was the lesson that I had to learn. But any, excuse me, at any rate, let's rewind for a second. We'll uh, talk about 2020 and um, where I was at that point and, um, you know, where I'm at now. 
and so in um the beginning of 2020 i um got uh divorced i had been married for 10 years or close to 10 years and um this was after you know a little period of separation and um it's crazy because you know one of the things that you don't know until that happens to you is that when you end a long-standing relationship you go through a process of grief and if you've never dealt with that you may only apply the idea of grief to uh, things like losing a family member or a friend or a loved one to death um, but you grieve the death of your relationships you grieve the death of your friendships you grieve the death of opportunities um, the, the uh, you know things that you've had before we grieve all of these things and I don't think it's a concept that's talked enough before it happens right by the time you're faced with tragedy just like any other mental health uh, conversation a lot of the things that we go to therapists for is after the fact we want to you know how how can i deal with losing my parent how can i deal with uh you know divorce how can i deal with uh you know whatever may be going on but if we spent more time looking at mental health as a preventative care measure rather than looking at it as a a response method to things that have happened uh, we may find ourselves in a better place as far as addressing trauma and being pre- more prepared for it right there's some things you can never prepare for you can never be ready for it. Um, however <clears throat> understanding the concepts and more importantly understanding how you can better manage your response to trauma before it happens can put you in a better place I say all that to say that I was not. <laughs> I was not in that good place. I'd had no um, real discussions with preparing for trauma. I had a therapist because um, we were going through like mental health, uh, excuse me, not mental health, we were going through marriage counseling and things like that. Um, but again, that conversation was in the vein of trying to repair a marriage and trying to make that proceed forward i had not had conversations about what do i do if this doesn't work um and to be fair like once it was apparent and once we had started the conversations of preparing for separation um you know my my mental health took a a nosedive and i stopped going like the therapist that i was going to uh for marriage counseling is the same person that I was going to now um, you know for therapy and um, those conversations could have happened way earlier um, but I, I just kind of abandoned everything and to be fair I was I was in a, a really dark place at that point right but when the divorce finally happened in 2020 
um, it was kind of like a triple whammy because it was like I'm dealing with that I'm dealing with this mental cage also uh, you know we've got to sell this house as a part of the divorce decree so I'm trying to sell a home in the midst of an oncoming oncoming pandemic and so people are just now starting to isolate themselves and wear masks and not be around each other and I'm like shoot am, am I even going to be able to get anybody in this house <laughs> am I going to even be able to get anybody to come see the house right because you know especially in that moment when it was just like a complete mystery around the entirety of the virus everybody was afraid deathly afraid this should be now but it's a different story um, and so, you know, I'm dealing with that and then I'm just dealing with this, um, the dread of loneliness. And it's funny because I'm normally like a, an introverted person, but in that moment, I wanted anything except for to be isolated, you know, already being sad and already being in the process of grieving uh, the the loss of of my my family unit my marital unit um, I wanted to be around people I wanted to be around my family I wanted to be around my grandmother I wanted to go hang out with my brother I wanted to go hang out with the, the few friends that I had at the moment and I could do none of those things I could not be around a single soul so um, all of those things just kind of led to this this moment of just like feeling like I did not have a place to turn to. I didn't have anything. And one of the biggest problems that, you know, I uncovered as a result of, you know, going back to therapy at that point um, was that I had created an identity for the greater part of a decade as a husband. My life was dedicated to being a husband. Everything that I did, every goal that I was trying to accomplish was in the prospect of making a better life for my family. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, there's, not, there's nothing wrong with wanting better for, for your family and wanting to be a better husband and a better father. But I had given myself no pedestal, no... Um, no level of importance really in my own life my importance to me was the level of importance that I had to the people who depended on me and so um, at the conclusion of the marriage I realized I did not have an identity I didn't know who I was I didn't know who I wanted to be I didn't know what I wanted to do. All I knew was that the one thing that I wanted in life was no longer there. And it was a much deeper discussion to be had about that because, you know, a lot of that is rooted in the childhood that I had or rather rare, barely had. <laughs> and, um, you know, the lack that I, I, I didn't have a connection with, um, you know, two of the most important people in my life where I didn't have a, a strong connection with my father or my mother growing up. And so, um, you know, I kind of crafted this idea of like, I'm going to create this family that I did not have. I was going to make sure, you know, my kids 
grow up with their parents together and, and they're gonna see a family unit gonna know exactly all the things that I didn't know and um, in not being able to do that I felt like a failure I felt like I had failed my daughter in not giving her a chance at seeing love win and prevail and to, to truly move a family forward and that was a big thing that was a, that was a big mental obstacle for me for a long time and if you know all things considered I'm being fully transparent sometimes it still is sometimes I still dread the idea that she has to yet still relive the idea of you know your parents not being together not seeing love long term that doesn't mean you know that love never resurfaces right you know people remarry and, and get into new relationships all the time you know ultimately I understand that's fine you know that that is that is life but it was that was just a personal thing for me it was just a, a personal guarantee that I created um, before I even had before I even had a child I said I would not bring a child into this world until I knew so that was a that was a, a man that took so long <laughs> for me to to swallow and accept and, and to be able to to move forward on but um you know even even more so than that um again i just i didn't know what to do with me and so um you know as the uh year went along i just kind of really went into a process of just Focusing on healing and 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 reevaluating, like you know, what am I gonna do? How am I going to proceed forward? I, I knew, you know, of course, one thing that will never change, no matter what, is that you know my goal is always to take care of my daughter and to make sure she's okay. She has everything that she needs, so that that never changed. Um, but now all of a sudden, I had this vast land in front of me that I could go conquer. Who do you want to be? What do you want to pursue? You have goals and aspirations. You can do that now. I had uh, pushed a lot of things to the side because, um, you know, most of these things that I was wanting to do weren't necessarily like safe objectives, right? Things that might uh, require finances that would mean I wouldn't have, you know, <laughs> money to splurge on my wife or, you know, whatever the case may be. But now it's like, okay, well, now it's time to grind. Now it's time to, to be you, to do you. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta find yourself. So at the conclusion of last year and coming into 2021, I said, you know, <laughs> I'm going to do something that I don't normally do. Because I was not a big social media person. I had social media. I had a Facebook forever. Um, that Facebook, for the most part, was just me posting pictures of me and my wife. <laughs> me and my kids. 
Um, had an Instagram, barely used it. Pretty much never saw any any looks at all. So I just really wasn't this big social media guy. And I was like, you know, I'm sitting here in this house alone. Um, let me try to socialize the best way possible, even though I can't go out and hang out, <coughs> excuse me, hang out in bars and connect with people. I was like, let me, um, let me find some, some social connection. And so I went to the one app that I knew everybody was on at the time, which was TikTok. And, um, you know, I don't have to go through that story again. Everybody knows exactly how that went down. But um, now it's like this Internet persona, President Noir, has become what everybody knows. And I try to make it clear you know, for as much notoriety as I may have gained on this app, um, that I am, I am me. <laughs> it is not a facade. It's not an image. It's not, you know, something put on for the internet. I am who I am. And, um, I think, you know, now it's a matter of I feel like I have myself, I have this platform and I have a lot of the things that I'm wanting to accomplish going into play. But there's times where I feel a little bit of imposter syndrome about it. And I think it probably stems from the the fact that my life up to this point has always been uh, green light, red light. You know, things are moving in a situation or they're moving in a path. And OK, nope, we've got to stop that because this just happened. So that's done. Or, you know, things are building up. Things are looking good, looking good. Nope. Tragedy. Right. And so when all of these these great things are happening now and followings are growing and, and uh, new opportunities are being launched and I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like yeah but <clears throat> uh, you know when when is the bomb drop when is the shoe drop and that is that is the road that is the part of recovery that I needed to address still need to address up to this point is being able to accept the good in my life I was having a conversation with a very dear friend of mine and you know she was saying we need to normalize just accepting that things are okay <laughs> right it's not necessarily like a, a pessimism about it but I think everybody kind of waits for that proverbial calm before the storm when things are just going too well and we definitely need to normalize just just living and enjoying when things are going good when the recovery is actually going well 
because it's the trauma of what happened the last time that really just keeps us in that that mental prison of like oh shit <laughs> oh you know here we go again you know it's coming but you know it's just one of those things like all of us i think you know we all we all can look back at some point in our life and just be like man it was rough at year x or when i was dealing with this person or when i was working at this job or whatever the case may be and no matter what that was no matter what that moment was where it was like shit was just tough and that may be right now <laughs> for you it may be the moment you're listening to this podcast you're like nope i'm, I'm into the thick of it today but you have to understand that you are without a doubt capable of getting through any trial And for every trial that we get through, we are stronger for it. Cliche as it may sound, you are stronger for it. Because that one thing that you've dealt with, now you have the experience of it. If it ever rears his ugly head again, you remember and lean into the strength that was bestowed upon you to move through it the first time. Unfortunately, some of us don't get that opportunity. The uh, the difficulties of life sometimes take people with them. And so just remember, you being here is a special thing. And you have to remember to keep pushing forward. Keep recovering. A little bit of inspiration for you. <sighs> There'll be more podcast episodes. They will not be two months away from now. <laughs> I'm convincing you as much as I'm convincing myself. Um, but yeah, this has been a nice little chat. Um, when I first started this series of episodes I kind of promised that there would be more, no monologues well here's me breaking promise number one sorry <laughs> I love you though please remember that and um, even though it's not with a uh, with a guest who knows I may get some more guests in the future for now though I hope that you all have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening. And um, we'll catch you next time. Peace.